Hey there, I'm Jen Therian, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm a former nine to fiver that dove into entrepreneurship eight years ago with zero business experience. I'm a wife, mama of two young girls, boutique owner, jewelry designer, and now the proud owner and coach leading Goldie Links Permanent Jewelry. I have a passion to empower fellow business babes. This podcast is made to equip you with everything you need to succeed, from actionable marketing steps to digging deep on your mindset. I know firsthand the heart, hard work, and let's be real, at times a struggle that makes up this amazing journey. You want to know what has enabled me to shine the brightest? Coaching plus community. Here at Goldie Links, we share openly, educate, and lift each other up. Expect to get linked with fellow PJ owners that will do just that, sprinkled with plenty of fun along the way. Competition is an old school thought and connection is the way. Get ready to feel inspired. Welcome to the Goldie Links Podcast. Hey, it's me. I'm going to jump in here real quick. Did you know you can have your own Goldie Links business? If you've been dreaming about having a successful permanent jewelry business, but you don't know where to start, or you have a permanent jewelry side hustle and want to take it to the next level and be a part of something bigger, then I would love to connect. Just go to BAGoldieGirl.com, submit your info, and we can see if this is a good fit for you. So it's BAGoldieGirl.com, B-E-A-GoldieGirl.com. Now back to the show. Hey there, I am talking to Natalie from Frecklepaw Family today. Yes, she has nothing to do with permanent jewelry. She actually is a dog breeder out of Idaho. But I met her in March of 2023 at a business slash soul-searching retreat in Phoenix, and it was just such a pleasure to get to know her and to see how she's blossomed and flourished from this retreat to today in 10 months has been amazing. Her growth on Instagram has been rapid and just so cool to witness. I had to talk to her and just get her take on how and why and really what the retreat and that type of connection with business owners has lent to the success. I'll say it again and again. I feel like when my previous business prior to permanent jewelry took a turn in the best way was when I turned to masterminds, conferences, networking groups. And so that's why I'm such a believer in like PJX and so excited about it. I think it's something that every business owner, if you want to scale and evolve, and just it is one of the best things. So We talk about that. We dig deep and she has some great nuggets of wisdom. This girl is so amazing and her Instagram is so dang cute with all the puppies. So if you love puppies, you'll also love her too. So here is our chat. Hey, Natalie. I'm so excited you're with us today. So excited to be here. Yay. If you want to start off by telling us about yourself. My name's Natalie. Um, My business is Frecklepaw Family. I raise train, matchmake, puppies, do all that kind of thing. And I actually met Jen when we were at a Susie School retreat. We were like there to find our higher selves and just like connect with the world, connect with each other, connect on a deep level. And we've just been kind of like watching each other, chatting back and forth ever since. It's been so great. Yeah. It's been cool to see like where, you know, where your business has gone, which of course we're going to talk about. So how long have you been breeding? Oh, gosh. It's been over six years. I want to say seven or eight, but I was doing the research into breeding and seeing if it was like for us long before that. But it was kind of accidental. I hadn't like decided to get into it myself. We just wanted a family dog and I decided like I could not have a dog that shed. So we got into poodles and it was accidental because the breeder wouldn't let me take her without breeding rights. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll try a litter of puppies. And then fell completely in love with it. Realized that people need like dogs that are health tested, that have temperament evaluations, that are raised like underfoot, have all of the things. 
And it just like has been a place that my family thrives. And so that's kind of how we got here. And that's so cool. So did you have a lot of experience with dogs prior to? No, I would I would say that like I was the person who always wanted to. And my mom just said no. And so in retrospect, I'm like, I think I have like eight dogs because my mom said no my whole childhood. Yes. <laughs> payback, payback. Or being a rebel. Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's kind of a hard juggle, you know, when you have a business that is so much caregiver. Yes. I have to caregive for my husband in a lot of ways because he's handicapped. We have three kids. They help with what we do, but it's like everybody's got their own their own things that they feel like they're missing, you know, the things that they want, their own love language and trying to speak to all of our family and the dogs. They're just, there's a lot going on. And so going to, you kind of, you can lose yourself in motherhood and your business. And so going to Susie's retreat was part of that, getting deeper into myself, finding confidence, finding connection and acceptance in the world. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. So prior to, have you been to any kind of, even, I know it's funny because we all went into it not really knowing what to expect. So if anyone's familiar with Susie, you know, really we all had these, and really there were, there were women there that didn't even really have a business yet. Yeah. And I think it was all on our heart. And that's why kind of we, you know, that's the underlying sort of reason. I didn't really know what to expect. It was kind of a gut feeling of going because I always appreciate and I did take a uh, virtual course with Susie, Susie School, the year, gosh, like I think a couple years prior. And so I didn't expect like the soul searching to be as heavy as it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. I think we all cried. <laughs> so was, was that your first experience, like going to even a business type of retreat, but anything like that before? Completely. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely me stepping out into the unknown, feeling like, what am I doing? This is not for me. I am for sure not going to thrive in this environment. So I went in knowing that I, I felt like I was going to be a tiny little fish in an ocean of big fish. And I'm like, okay, it's okay. I walked in going, all right, they're not going to eat me. They're here to help me. We're here to help each other. Just like positive self-talk the whole way. But yeah, it was my first time. I hadn't done any like virtual courses or anything like that. It had been very much, I'm isolated out here and I'm naturally an introvert. And so it took a lot for me to build myself up to that point. But I got to this place where I recognized that I was getting in the way of my own self-growth. And so I could feel that I was saying no to myself and it wasn't helping me. Like there's healthy times to say no to yourself. Like that's actually not for me. I recognize that moving on. And so when I was like, this is too much, I should probably not. And then I said no to myself and that didn't sit well. And so getting past that was like, I just got to go in. I'm going in scared and it was like the best brave thing that I did. And it started me off on a new path. Like you can't, you can't anticipate how the ripple effect is going to affect the rest of your life when you go to an event like that. I agree. And like, honestly, and no matter where you are, even whether or not like introvert, extrovert, but it's like, you still go in, but it's really a brave thing to do to go to a treat like that, where it's like, you know, nobody and you're just going in and you're, you know, you don't know what to expect. From my experience, it's funny. I've been to things like that prior. So it's almost like I, I kind of was used to that feeling, knowing it, but still it's, I, every time it's nerve wracking, you know, and I just know it. I, we were chatting before when we obviously were chatting about this and I loved what you said about, 
you can't go back. Cause like once you open up and you have that growth, it's like, you can't choose to shrink back. Like you, you grew, like, it's like, like you, with what you did to yourself. You're like, I blossomed. I can't unblossom. And exactly. Find out what is next in life. Right. So this was March of 2023. So like a little over 10 months ago that I met Natalie, tell us where you were in your business and kind of like your, just where you were with your business, I guess, in yourself and what, what you were kind of challenged with and what you went, went there trying to like gain clarity for. I felt, I think in a lot of ways, really burnout is real with anybody, but I was feeling it really hard and I just wanted something that would kind of give me perspective, kind of set me off on the right foot. I wasn't sure if it was going to turn into something different, if I was going to like change course or if it was going to give me a sense of renewed confidence in what I was doing. And what it did was in my business, I just had a lot of puppies that were about to arrive, puppies going home, all kinds of stuff. And it's a lot to juggle. So I was in this place of just like needing clarity and needing to feel that fulfillment again. I let myself get run down. And so in a lot of ways, this was also like my vacation. Yeah. So, so I went in with that kind of mentality and I, I found it, what I was looking for. I was looking for that sense of connection and a deeper purpose. And I found that even though I had gotten into my line of business accidentally and it served my family. I'm like, there is a point where I do need to like see the break for myself and take care of myself better, you know, and see my value, not just the value that I have to other people. So it helps you see yourself so much more clearly when you see yourself through the eyes of others. Yes. And because they have, especially like you, you're like a caregiver in every way. You know, like with these puppies and your children and your husband, like that's, yeah. So it's necessary to like fill your cup, you know, and, and trying to, and again, I remember before we left, it's like, we all didn't want to lose that feeling. You know, that's, what's hard. It's like, you go to retreat like that, you're on cloud nine, you kind of deal with like face these self-limiting beliefs or whatever you felt you need to go there for. And then you're like, how can I just, cause we're going to go back to doing laundry and, you know, oh, your life hits so children hard. and <laughs> Yeah. It's not going to be at this beautiful retreat all the time. You know, like it's easy to kind of, you know, get into that zone when you're there. But so like really trying to take to what you can from that and incorporate that in your daily life, you know, which how do you feel you did that? Do you feel like you were able to do that? I feel like in a really big way, I crave the connection of other people that resonate really. I feel like none of the people around me are like trying to achieve big things. They're just, you know, like taking care of their cows and and we're out in the country and we're far apart. And all the ladies near me just want to read books that I have no interest in. I'm like, this is not feeding my soul. This is not filling my cup. So in a big way, the connection that I made with you and all the other women that were at that retreat was what I needed. And being able to stay connected, watch what they're doing, see a big picture, know that I'm not alone has been what I needed. Like being able to stay connected was definitely what kept that high vibe going. And I can always revisit that when I'm feeling like, oh, for whatever reason. Yeah. Cause I have to say like the education or the person that's like hosting the retreat, you know, is obviously someone that you love that why you're going. But I have to say like, almost just as good of that as the people that you meet. Like that's always been like priceless for me. So what has happened in your business since I met you? Like what kind of? I feel like uh, I've just gotten clarity with when I want to retire and what that looks like and what I want to offer the world. What's my like legacy that I'll leave behind, how that's going to carry my family through into the next 
next chapter, being okay with that because you get this preconceived notion of how people see you. And then you kind of tie up your identity into some of the stuff that you do, even by accident, you know, I'm like, I am Natalie, I raise puppies, but I'm really not any of that. You got to like separate yourself and just witness what you're doing without feeling that that's your identity. And so being very clear about that and being okay with that and like bravely soldiering on no matter what I think other people might think was like perspective that I hadn't considered before. So I think in my business, it's like I know that I'm going to have smaller dogs because I enjoy raising the smaller size. And then I'm going to be offering a course and like a hands-on in-person mentorship for people that I feel like are really passionate and care about the health of dogs and stuff. Kind of bring that further because connection is my piece that I want that I didn't even know was like the key portion of what I do. I'm like, oh, I'm actually not in this for the dogs. I'm in this because I want to like adopt people into my family. (laughs) Yes. So I'm like, let's keep this piece and then we will move on from this to serve my family better. Yeah, it's so true. It's like really getting down to, yeah, of course you love dogs, but really it's like the why of it all. Like, you know, because I feel the same way about permanent jewelry. Like the reason why I love it so much is like, yes, it incorporates this creative side. I've always made jewelry, but it's the connection piece for me as well. It's like the in-person connection and like also to what that, when they're getting the piece, it's a connection piece for them, whether they're getting it with a sibling or, you know, a best friend or whatnot. So it's like just the whole meaning behind it feels so special. And like, really it's, yeah, what you're lending it's that to other families too, the connection piece within their family. Oh, we totally do the same thing. We're in the same business, basically. Isn't it crazy? But you're breeding dogs and family and you're connected to them forever. They don't have a choice. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But I think that's so cool to really, because we can get caught up, like you said, in that, like where, of course we all need to like, we need, we need to make money to like live our lives. You know what I mean? So we can get caught up in that, but it's like really, if it becomes to the point where it's not feeling fulfilling, it's like what's missing or like, what am I searching for that maybe I'm not getting fulfilled from this, you know? Yeah, there's so many aspects and facets to human mind and heart that sometimes in a business where it's like a certain part is being ignored because it has to be, but there's a chapter for that and it's coming and planning for that. It's going to make all the difference. Right. What I remember when you left, you did try to do something where we talked about like how you were trying. There was a not a course that you did, but something that you did try that didn't happen the way you wanted. Yeah, I remember. So um, the idea was like the mother-child connection because I loved so much that a dog can bring a child closer to their mother, their parent, especially a child that has a hard time connecting, has a lot of emotions. That's what I needed as a child. And I was like, I feel really drawn to this. But... <laughs> When I tried it, it was like hard no, and it was only because logistics. I'm like, I don't want to pull in a team of people. Basically, I have to have everything sterile. I have to clean the house. There's a high-stress environment for me just to make it the ideal interaction. So it's like, even though I'm giving them what they need, I'm not getting what I need out of this. Right. That was really interesting and enlightening for me because I thought it was going to be something and it was completely something different. So I was like, shifting out of that, we're going into a different direction. But you can't know, you can't be confident until you make messy movement. Like actually doing the thing is going to tell you what you need to know if it's for you or if it's not. Yes. And I, oh my God, I love that messy movement. That's so good. (laughs) All these nuggets, like, yes, because it's so true. I think, and I'll say this a million times, it's like you learn more from like, quote unquote, failures than you do successes. Granted, like, that's not really a failure. You learned and moved on depending on how you like your perspective of failure. But I feel like you have like just grown so much on like just even social media, like your Instagram. Do you feel like 
that has just taken off this past year? Do you feel like it was different prior to like Susie's of where I met you last um, March? Well, I feel like I've learned a lot about social media, like how to strategically place yourself, timing of day, all of those kind of things that are basic for a lot of people. But for me, it was like, okay, I'm diving into this because I don't have put any energy into this other thing I was planning on doing. But also something that was a big, like really hard for me to do is I love to sing around the house. I'm singing around my puppies and it's all good fun. I'm like, I don't share this part of myself. And I kind of feel like I'm hiding in the back room, not sharing this like big aspect of myself. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to share this. And I'm terrified. And I'm going to do it anyways, because I never yes. do anything the easy way, because you can't go back. You so <laughs> I shared some of those, and I'll continue sharing those, because I feel like it's just so precious to show the environment that puppies are raised in when it's like truly that genuine and pure. And doing that hard thing, it's like singing is your soul. You know, for people who resonate with just being able to like share that part of themselves, it's yeah. like hard. So doing that like broke something in me that was just like hiding behind this glass wall. And I was like, it's broke. Okay, well, we're out here. It's fine. I've shared everything. I've shared my soul with you guys. And that was a big deal for me, being able to get past that resistance and just doing the thing. And it felt so good. Like just do what makes you feel alive. You yeah. Know? And just like you said, I love that because just sharing, because you can look at like a breed, like you breed, right? So you can make a social media where you're just talking about what you do. You share a lot about obviously like how to care and all the things when it comes to to puppies, but in dogs. But when you're sharing this like personal side of you and really getting to know you, it's so like, and even though you're you're just raising this dog enough for me to take it from you, but it makes me want to get a dog from you. You know what I mean? Just because I'm like, oh my gosh, I like, this girl is so cool. Like, this is so fun. I really like the like, no and trust factor basically, right? Yeah. And just showing who you are. And I don't care, again, what I feel like niche you're in. I think that's so important because I would think most breeders would have more of a dry, like, social media. You know, they wouldn't be showing the fun side. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I guess, but I feel like it's not really common, you know? No, it's definitely, it's a new thing that people are realizing that, like, the connection to the breeder is a piece that people really feel drawn to. They want to know who was the first mom of this puppy and, like, how yeah. did you and what kind of influence does she have over their personality and stuff? And um, it's that connection piece again, feeling connected to the world, to my people, showing myself, like showing, like actually letting the world see you. I have a hard time with this sometimes like in big groups in person. It's just, again, like the introverted side. But I feel like I'm actually an extrovert. And it was just kind of beaten out of me in childhood. Like, be quiet, be calm, sit still. And I'm all, you know what? I'm just going to show up finally as I am, as hard as it is. Just get through and do new things, new habits, become the best version. Because you can't go back. So do you feel like your business, has it been busier for you? I mean, obviously you only have so many litters and how does that work? Like, does your, do you have a wait list? Like, do you feel like, how, do, how does that work for you? Yeah. So I've run into this problem where, and it's a good problem to have and I've learned how to manage it. And I, I want to share this secret with a lot of my families that are coming to me, but it's more important for breeders to know how to do this, where it's like, you finally share yourself, you're transparent. You do all the things, you do everything right. If your puppies aren't selling, it's because you're not sharing who you are. And then once people connect with you and they realize what exactly is going on with your program and they want to be with you, they're committed to, you get this issue of having an overflowing wait list where it's like, you have so many people, you only have so many puppies. Yes. <laughs> so there's a nice um, 
it's really nice nowadays where we're in a community of breeders and generally a good breeder knows another good breeder and we can all help each other, especially if a family crunch, but having this overflowing wait list is a matter of knowing how to manage it. So yeah, that's going to be part of my program, all of that, how to do it and make sure that your families are happy and still feel connected to you through the entire process. Hey there, did you know that I offer a permanent jewelry membership? It's everything you need in order to scale and elevate your permanent jewelry business. Marketing scripts, Canva templates, photo, video, supplier list, support, business expert masterclasses, bonus trainings, constant discount on Goldie Link's permanent jewelry supplies, and trust me, there's even more. It is updated monthly and it costs less per month than what your customer pays for one permanent bracelet. I hope to see you in there. If you're interested and want to find out more information, go to GoldieLinkSociety.com. And now back to the show. So did you have an overflowing wait list when you went to Susie's in March of last year when I met you? No, actually, Susie got one of my puppies because we had these puppies that were just not finding their families, but they were magical dogs. And so it's just a testament that I was able to finally break free. And Susie was able to recognize that the dog was there and the perfect one. But like we had just not found her right family. And it was really meant to be like sometimes sometimes puppies do take a while to find their homes, you know, and you don't or you're overflowing waitlist like your families have something come up or it's terrible timing. You just have to give them some grace. And Belle and your Tide took a little bit longer to find their homes, but it was just like, I just have a firm, strong belief that when that happens to a puppy, it's because their family is coming to you in their own time. Yeah. Yeah. But what do you feel like? Yeah, I know we're talking about puppies here and wait lists and everything, but when it comes to, again, I think this is why it's so, it applies to any business really. What do you feel has the biggest reason of why you have an overflowing wait list now and you did not? before, like 10 months ago? What do you, what's changed between then and now? That was a really good question. I mean, I feel like I've changed the most. My business hasn't changed a ton aside from like showing the inner workings, being more transparent, showing the messy stuff, the good stuff, the silly stuff, the soulful stuff. I think people connect with that. And there's all of the strategy, the stuff on the back end, making sure that things are tight, but people will come to you whether or not that is up and running and perfect. You have a strategy, you revamp it, but you show up as you and people will come. Your people will come to you. Yes. How often, because I I love your videos, by the way, and just even like when you share in stories how you talk, it's like, and this is what I always say, when people are scared to show up in stories and, and just talk, it's like, just pretend like you're talking to a friend. Yeah. I like to think that all my best friends are on the other side. Totally. Yes. Like, you can't get so... We get so inside of our heads when really it's like, if I re-listen to myself, I can redo something a million times because of how I don't like I say something. But I'm like, in the end, we're all the same way. So I I don't really, I rarely edit anything. I just put it out there. I don't like redo it. I just put it out there, you know? It's always so good when it's the first one and it's raw and it's genuine and like, yes, do it once. But like how you, you like just talk and you'll like be doing your nails and stuff. And like, (laughs) that was a good day. It's so awesome. (laughs) How often are you, because I feel like you show up every day, like you're in your stories almost every day. How often are you posting on Instagram too? Like, do you have, do you strategize that way or do you just post when you want to post? I feel like I just won't post if I feel like stuck that day. You know, women, we have hormones and things that we have to work through where big things will come up in life and I have to give myself space. That's one of those times when it's like, if I show up when I don't feel like I can show up, I will burn out. So I take that time to just have for me. I like to show up every day, but it's like 
there are certain days that it works out better than others. And so I just give myself that space. And I wasn't giving myself that space before, but your mental health is totally worth it. And your people will stay with you if you're not showing up for a day or two. And the algorithm, like, it'll all be fine. Just live life. I know. It's like pounded into us. Do this, do that. If you can't show up for that, show up for yourself and give yourself what you need because you'll show up so much better if you give yourself that time and space just to like breathe and move through whatever it is that you're working through and then show up for your people when you can show up the way that you would want to be shown up for. I probably do like one post a week and then I do more reels because I think reels are more fun and the video is really great. Just being able to give people a real sense and a real flavor of what's going on because posts are great and I can do a carousel. I especially love to do those when I'm doing puppy pictures. Those always are big, but it's like there's a whole back end working, making sure that those pictures are perfect and editing. And it's just so much more organic if you do a reel or you show a video of yourself, show up in stories. Like that's just where it's at for me. Yeah, I agree. And honestly, what you said, it just makes so much sense because as we know, we're not, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not, we're doing a disservice to people around us, even though we see it as the opposite. It's hard for us to see. Like if we're not taking care of ourselves and we're giving and giving to our family or our customers or whatever, but we're really not giving the best of ourselves. So in the end, it's like, we're not serving them as best as we can be if we're not taking care of ourselves. So when you said like days where I don't want to post, thinking that you're doing a, you know, a disservice to your customers or, you know, your following, but really in the end, it's, it's the opposite. Yeah. And even if I have posts that are already prepared, like I'll have a reel that I did like weeks ago and I'm like, oh, this one might be, but I just don't feel in line with it. I'm like, I don't want to work on this. I feel like if I put this out there, it doesn't feel like it's sliding into place like a puzzle piece. Like it doesn't feel like it's ready. I'm not ready for it. Just like give yourself space for that. And I think part of the reason why I feel that I have to show up for people is partly because as a child, I was the one who was like, I'm desperate for somebody to save me, to show up for me this way, to like always be on time, to be reliable. And so I'm like, I put so much into it just because of that. But realizing that's just like, I can't be the savior and it doesn't even matter. Nobody's even paying that close of attention. Like I'm too critical of myself. And so I don't know, I feel like your business gets into you and you heal from the inside out. When you look into a deeper aspect of yourself, you get there by just like being uh, being interested, you know, being curious about what makes you tick. And then moving past that, just on a deep level, like it's so easy to get uh, stuck going into like the everyday routines and not looking deeper. But when you do look deep, kind of find out why you're doing what you do and how to get better. And that's why it's so cool to go to what we like, what how we met last year to do things like that, to get out of your comfort zone. And it might be harder to do that day to day life when you are just having to do all these things. But to like put yourself out again, like travel, go somewhere, all these people you don't know, <laughs> because it's amazing. Also, what a sense and other percent people get of you. And we all went in there as strangers, but we left really feeling like we had a great sense of who each other were. And yeah, and I felt you know, like it's a big way. You're almost trauma bonded. You're like, I was so vulnerable. I was like raw and open and here for you guys. And you all caught me. And so you're just like permanently glued together forever. (laughs) I agree. And so you went to another retreat by Susie. It was a little different. I was funny. I was considering it as well. But I uh, this month in January of 2024, how do you feel that one was different than last year? Oh, my gosh. It was so different. It wasn't so much a retreat as a mastermind. It was like we did the hard work. It was so much more aggressive with 
just work strategy, business stuff. It wasn't like healing. We did a little bit of that. Like, you know, we did the mirror work where you look into yourself, you don't judge, you just see, right. you accept, you become. We did a tiny little itty bitty bit of that, but it was mostly talking, getting to know people, talking about strategy, finding out what's next, really getting clear about like our avatar, our ideal client, moving from there. It was completely different. It was definitely like a business oriented. That was the main focus and finding out exactly it's it was more for educators. So creating courses, doing a retreat, becoming a coach. And there were people there who were like they'd been doing this for a while and they were like getting more in tune with the things that were maybe needing to be shifted. And other people like myself were like, I've never been a coach before, but I've been coaching people from the sidelines, but I haven't been paid for it. So like, what does this look like? How does it work? What's the strategy? Learned so much. It was like every single day my brain was like, I can't even contain all of this. I literally need to go to sleep. But then you want to go talk to everybody. And so you stay up late, you do the thing, and then you come home totally like wasted. (laughs) I felt like after that, I was like a slow processor. I came home and I'm like, I literally just need like a day to like let my brain just be. But then I ended up going on a trip. And so then I was like really late. But I loved in the last mastermind, just Zoom call that we had, Susie was talking about how um, you just give yourself time. It's in your own time. Give yourself space. There's no race. There's no like deadline. You just go at your own pace when it feels right. And it was so relieving to hear that because you do come back and life is hard and stuff comes up or like you have things going on and you go at your own pace. And it was great to have the support of the classes, knowing that those were there and the specialists that she had there with us to know that like, we're all going to get our answers to our questions. We're all going to be able in and get out what we need. So it was definitely different than the retreat. Really valuable in a completely different way. Both were Both were just like groundbreaking for me. So it was worth going 100%. And that's the thing I have to say, because I feel like I belong to a mastermind back in 2018. And I was so new at business. And I I definitely was, I want to say the quote unquote dumbest person in the room. That's how I felt. You know, like I just. I love that you said that. You're just like, I'm just going to call it now. Yeah, like, I mean, literally. And I honestly, it's almost like not saying a goal of mine to always be the dumbest person in the room, but it's like, it really is like great because it just stretches you the most, you know, when you're surrounded by all these people that just are a little bit further, just even being clear about what they want. You know, I went in very just, again, Deer in headlights for sure. I was I was blown away. But I have to say, and so it was funny because it was a year mastermind. And I was almost like disappointed in myself that I didn't the next year or the year following where I didn't just take off and take all this information. But really, it's never wasted. I feel like it planted seeds that now are flourishing years later. And so like the knowledge, the connection, it's never wasted. You know, it's like, but again, like you said, everyone went there on different wavelengths, like different levels of where they were, the ready, whether they've already had courses, whether they're just thinking about it. So everyone's going to do it on their own time, you know, but it's because I think sometimes we're hard on ourselves. Like we think everything has to happen right now, you know? It's like Amazon Prime. Like we need to like... We live in a world where we have to just like produce. We have to create content. We have to be there. We have to do this. We have to show up. But like knowing that shifts are coming, you just don't know what they're going to turn into yet. And I love that you say it's not wasted. Those seeds are planted and they're going to come in their own time. And it's going to be beautiful when they do. You just have to not force it. It's hard to not. The hardest thing that I found, I'm just like this urgency can just chill. Yeah, yeah. So do you feel like you would have had the same, could you have done one retreat without the other? Do you know what I'm saying? Or vice versa? Like, 
if you didn't ha- if you didn't go last March and you went to this one, like, you know, do you need one? You know what I mean? Like different different types of education when it comes to because I've always said this too. Okay, being an entrepreneur, I think the one thing that I was really surprised by is how much it stretched me as a human being. You know what I mean? Because I think when we go into it, depending on what niche it is, but we just think of like the like masculine side a lot, you know, like strategy, how to just, you know, marketing, like when really it's so much deeper than that, you know, and it's a lot of like mindset work, limitations we put on ourselves. So do you feel like the last last year was kind of necessary in order to bring you to where you are now? I feel like for me, it was, I needed that in order to be able to feel like I could do something big like the mastermind that I just went to. I don't, I, I for sure felt like the deer in the headlights. Like I didn't feel necessarily even prepared. I'd done everything to prepare to feel like I was in the right headspace and I was getting ready for that, but couldn't have done one without the other. And I know that a lot of people don't necessarily feel like they need that, but I definitely did. You know, we're all at our levels. And so there were some women there who were just like killing it. They they were ready for all of the questions. They had everything prepared. And I'm like, I don't even know what to ask, but I'm here to find out what those questions are so I can find answers I don't even know I'm looking for. Because I just have this idea. It's nebulous to me. So let's figure that out. Right. And again, it's not necessarily you need to go to a retreat like we did. No, yeah. But when it comes to like just getting clarity, like asking yourself like the right questions. Because I think for me, when I started my business, I went in very blind. And then it took me a few years to finally then end up like backtracking and asking myself those questions. Because then it's like I end up building this business that I wasn't really happy with. So I was like, okay, what what why am I doing this? You know what I mean? So I, I end up having to then dig deep and realizing how of an important component that was that I missed in the very beginning. So what did you do different with your business? You know, how did that affect you? Going no, into- I mean, like when I started the boutique business and, you know, I grew it to four locations really fast because I did love the creative side of it and everything. But because I grew it so fast, I was unable to create jewelry, like hands on the things I loved and why, why I even went into the first location. So and then, of course, you know, I had my girls, too, which changes things as well, of course. But like I was like, you know. It just felt very hollow to me. You know what I mean? I did feel like I was just schlepping product is how I felt, you know? So I'm like, okay, yeah, now that I have these four locations and sure, you know, money's okay, you know, but I'm really not like, it doesn't, I'm not fulfilled, you know? So why am I doing this? And so I had to like, that's when I started slowly, probably 2019, I started like downsizing my locations and taking them away and being like, all right. So it took a while to get to a place where I'm at now where I truly feel like this is this is fulfilling, you know, but it was a big it was a long journey for me. I feel like really I I, feel <laughs> like I always take the long way. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. The hard way, the long way, the way I that- always do. I, you know, I mean, hey, it, I learned a lot from it, which I feel like I have no regrets. But yeah, well, they say delegate, you know, in order to be able to do everything, you can't do everything. So you delegate. And then when you delegate out the things that give you that sense of well-being, that sense that like you're actually fulfilling your purpose in life, you take those things out and you're like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You get out of alignment. And as we evolve as humans and things happen in our lives, like whatever fulfills us can change as well. You know, I mean, who knows what you'll be doing in a few years? So well, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Like right now, this is fulfilling and this is, you know, but who knows what where life can lead. So that's keeping it open. Actually, speaking of that, what do you see for the next year? What do we can see from you, I guess? And what can we expect? Well, I hope to be able to release a course like modules that are able to be done at self-pace in the next year. It's going to bring a person from the beginning of starting a program all the way to the end with like the goal of having an overflowing wait list. And that'll probably happen. But I also want to do my 
I don't know when they'll start, but I want to have like an exclusive group of women that I work with. Just have like a couple days where we all sit together. We go over like major things, anything they want to talk about. We'll go over like have a workbook, just like a really great structure to it so that they feel like they are the asset that community needs for really great dogs and be able to provide for their families that way and create a lot of value in their lives there. But who knows where life will lead? You know, it's just like soldiering on and going out into the adventure, like get to the edge, find out what's beyond it and don't be afraid to like toe over like be brave in little ways and then you'll find what's big for you next i love that so how many litters do you have a year it totally fluctuates it depends on a lot of things but generally anywhere from like five to eight so i'm still a little tiny program i like it that way because you know you're talking about like you get disconnected if you delegate too much you have somebody else doing the part that you love and i love the connection to my is knowing that I know them. So I know that when I send them to their home, I've sent them to the right one. And that family will be so happy with the puppy that they got. It's like complete, like hardcore soul matchmaking. And you can't have that if you have like 20 litters a year, like you get disconnected. And I don't want to trust somebody else trusting that they know the puppy and that what they're telling me translates into that puppy having the right connection to a family. I'm like, I need to know personally. So it's staying small and I want it small. That's awesome. It's funny how like sometimes what's big is actually what's small for you. What that right. makes the biggest impact in your life. Yeah. Okay. So where can we find you? How can we get on your puppy wait list? <laughs> All the things. <laughs> well, anything for you, Jen. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on Freckle Paw Family. It's on Instagram. And then it's frecklepawfamily.com is my website. And to get on a wait list, you just have to apply. And I have to feel like there's the right, it's the right fit for your family. And a lot of times I get people who come to me and are looking for something that I just don't have, don't plan on having, but I have a lot of really good friends. It's good to know a breeder who knows a breeder who knows a breeder because they will make sure that you don't get scammed and that you go to a person that they personally trust. So I hope to see people on there. I hope to hear from people. And then it's just a community of support and love. So that's like a huge value. Yeah. If anything, you got to follow her because you get to see cute puppies all the time. Plus, Natalie is so easy to love and you get to like witness her singing, doing her nails, chatting, anything, all, all the things, all the things she does. You are the sweetest. If you're ever in Idaho, we can do nails together and sing together. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be awesome. I miss you. Again. I would love that. Oh my gosh. That'd be so awesome. Let's leave it with one. What, what's your one piece of advice for someone who's starting out in business to grow their business, I guess? What is your one piece of advice? Oh, man. Just in general, I would say anticipate where this might go and if that's where you want to arrive. If that's going to stretch and push you the way that you want to be stretched and pushed to actually grow as a person. It needs to support your family, of course, but that's a detail that you can make. You can make anything be successful, but make sure it serves you first so that you can keep going in your best version of yourself as you move on and become. It'll be the stepping stone to whatever comes next and make sure that it's the right stone for you to be stepping on. Oh my God, Natalie, you need to write a book or something. I'll get there. Who knows? And maybe that's the next thing. There you go. Seed has been planted. Seed <laughs> planted. So nice talking <laughs> with you, Jen. You're the actual best. Oh no, you are. Okay. Thank you so much. I'll see you on your Instagram. Alrighty. I'll be there. See ya. Well, how do you feel? I hope you found value in today's episode and you walk away feeling inspired. I would love to hear from you. Let's link up. You can find me on Instagram at Goldie Link Society 
You can find out more about our permanent jewelry membership at goldielinksociety.com, our handmade permanent jewelry supplies of connectors, chain, and more at goldielinksupplies.com. Okay, I will see you next time. Have a golden day.